This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. I'm going to interview Mary Chambers of, you live in Irving, Texas, don't you? That's correct, yes. Uh-huh. And you worked your whole life through. Did you Did you ever have, have a union? Uh, the one of the companies that I worked with did have a union, but because I was in sales, I was not part of it, but I certainly supported their cause. You were not eligible to join the union? No, I was not. Did you? What did you think of the union? I, they had a very good union, and, and they paid their people well, and the people that owned the company at that time, they treated their people well because uh-huh. they were a union. Yeah. And they only had what that I'm aware of. They only had one strike, and, and the union won. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you had a pretty good view of unions and thought they were okay, even though yeah. you weren't, you've never actually been eligible to join a union uh-huh. in your yeah. whole work career. Never. I see. Trust me, I would have because when I started in my business, I made a third of what the guys made, and there was no union to back me up. I see. Yeah. And you were you were painfully aware of that. Very painfully aware. Well, when did you retire? When did I retire? Mm -hmm. I retired two years ago. And. I know that's when you started showing up right away at the, that's right. the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans. That's right. I got in touch with you again. Did you, uh, did you, was there some kind of thought process that went on there or, or was it just something you meant to do all along? Well, uh, let me tell you part of it is that my son had never been in a union and he was working at Southwest Airlines and they were trying to get their union up and cranked up. And so I told him, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to get involved in the union again. And that's what I did. And he's now, the Southwest Airlines now has a good union. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, in fact, they're bringing back some of the people that they threatened to furlough. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. So the union stuck it out and got the Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you're proud of him. I'm very proud. Yes. So... You had a positive attitude about unions when you retired and you immediately got active with the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans, which is union associated. It's a retiree organization that's associated with unions and you've been very active with it. And I believe your sister is too. Yes, she is. Uh-huh. So the yes. both of you come to uh, Texas Alliance for Retired Yes, we do. We believe in the cause. And the other day I was surprised to see that you're actually making a regular contribution to the Dallas AFL-CIO. You betcha. Through their uh, Facebook page. Yes. And I, I happen to know that you worked all your life as a saleswoman. So yeah. You, so you're not rich. <laughs> no. You're not. You're not one of these rich old ladies looking for some place to spend their money. No, in fact, you know, I make a, I get a decent social security check. Nothing compared to what a guy in my industry that we went the same path, trust me. But I make, uh, make enough money between my sister and I. Uh, we live, she lives with me. I, this is my little old house. And between the two of us, we can, we make our bills and, and we give good causes. And you, and you picked the AF of LCIO as one of them. Yes. And you, is there any way to explain that? 
in words, why did you pick the AFL-CIO? I just want the union to, to, you know, the union used to be stronger than it is now. And it just needs all the help it can get to get that back. That makes to sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so you're backing them. You betcha. And the, uh, and the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans is part of the union movement. Yes, You're being it is. very active in that. Yep. <clears throat> I don't give any more money to the AARP. They're not my company anymore. The AARP, of course, is not union affiliated in any no. way. No. Affiliated with insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I need to be affiliated with. <laughs> On their behalf, their, their insurance company isn't so bad. You know, yeah. they have yeah. pretty good insurance. Yeah. And uh, they have a lot of coverage of, uh, of the issues. So you can find out what the issues are yeah. from them. I still get their cat, their magazine, but mm -hmm. I give my money where it's best used. Yeah. What do you think of the idea of having a progressive coalition built around labor? In other words, expressly trying to support what labor is doing. Do you think that would be a good idea? I think it is a magnificent idea. And, that, and that's something anybody could do. I know it. Uh, that we, we even could do it here in the Dallas area. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we probably, between the two of us, we probably know 10 or 20 people that uh, would think, think similarly. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking of, of, uh, starting to call some meetings of support meetings for the labor movement and, and having them after the uh, AFL-CIO meetings so that we find out what the AFL-CIO is going to be doing. And then we just look and see how we could help. Okay. What do you think of that idea? I like it. I what like you it. Participate in? Yes. Would, would you run for president? No. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm actually thinking if we did this, it would probably should have officers. Probably yeah. should have, or maybe it wouldn't have officers right away, but it could have a plan, you know, yeah. to elect officers in some. Yeah, that, that's that's okay. Yeah, I that's think fine. the main thing. I think the main thing it would need is act is activities. You know, things to be doing, like the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans is nearly always got a campaign going on. Right. They're working right now on expanding Medicaid in Texas, and they they have a new project of calling the governor to trying to get him to straighten out the mess on the vaccinations, so that so that uh, Texans will be able to get their vaccinations in an orderly way. Yeah. And because right now it just seems like everything's going every which way. I know. So having campaigns that are meaningful to people is a really important idea. It is, it's be very beneficial. And in the world we live in today, you know, people work all the time and don't make a living wage. So mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, I, it, it bothers me greatly, quite honestly, that uh, we cannot pay people a living wage. So well, whatever it takes. Do you like the uh, the Fight for 15 campaign then? Yes. This is something that's uh, being backed, I think, by the service employees. 
But uh, in some parts of the country, they have a raging campaign for the fight for 15. We don't seem to have that here, but uh, something we could do. Yeah. And I would like to see that. Yeah. I'd particularly like to see the food service workers start to get. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Because they were, they were left out. They were left out of the National Labor Relations Act. Uh, so it's very hard for them to get organized and it's very hard for them to get a decent wage. They're not even covered by the minimum wage. I know they're not. <clears throat> Did you know that uh, Abbott uh, is going to allow uh, alcohol to uh, be picked up <laughs> along with other food <laughs> permanently? That's what he's worried about. He's really? not worried about people that have to do the work. So Governor Abbott, instead of worrying about working people, just trying to make sure that the liquor yeah, industry does well. Yeah. That's it's what bothers me about problem. the, uh, that's what bothers me about the present approach to uh, overcoming the pandemic is uh, they just give a little bit of money to some working people and a little bit of money to some unemployed people and a whole lot of money to churches and uh uh, let's see, what was it I saw yesterday? These are organizations that were trying to stop people from getting vaccinations. Yeah, anti-vaxxers got 850,000. I read about it. Well, 850,000? Yeah, 850,000. Yeah, 850,000. Anti-vaxxers. These are people who are trying to stop us <laughs> from getting vaccinated. They're, another way to say it is that they're pro-disease. There, this is the way there anything I, I quite honestly think that that when uh, I hate to say his name, I always call him Frump. Um, he had this herd immunity thing, so he really didn't care how many people died, and that showed in every capacity. And yesterday, we passed the 400,000 people. And I, to me, it shows that he is, in fact, we, we have lost now more people to, co people to COVID than people uh, in World War II. That's my, that's I, I, that's, I find it so hard to believe. Well, uh, if, we, if we last another 24 hours, we can uh, stop worrying about getting a nuclear war any minute. Yes. Because uh, Trump will be gone from yes. the White House at least. Yes. He, unfortunately, he's still going to be around in politics. Yes. But he'll be, he won't be in the White House. So yes. Biden will be sworn in tomorrow. Yes. What's, what's your view of what might happen? Because I can tell you that the AFL-CIO is very rosy about it. They really like Biden and they really like his appointment to the uh, to labor secretary. And that they and they believe that Mr. Schumer, who is going to be in a position of power in the Senate, they believe that Mr. Schumer is going to help pass the PRO Act, which is protect the right to organize the huh? PRO Act. And it has for one of the things it has in it is infrastructure. Instead, mm. of, just giving, instead of just giving people money, they give them jobs. Yes. Yeah. So, building up the country. So it's got that in it and it's got uh, changes in the way the law affects union organizing. 
so that union organizing might be a little more possible than yeah. it has been uh, since Ronald Reagan was elected. <coughs> so what's, what's your view? Are you, are you pretty I'm, I'm positive on Biden because he's really for the $15 minimum wage as well. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, one of the reasons that uh, people uh, voted for, <clears throat> for the uh, person that's in the White House right now is because he promised he was going to bring jobs back and do all this. And of course, he didn't do any of that. So people have, uh, they need work and they need, uh, they need to make enough money to feed them and clothe their family and send them to school. And I think Biden sees that, and I think we're going to see that from Biden. So your view is pretty positive. Yes, it is. The Biden administration. Mm -hmm. Of course, you realize that he has very, very thin majorities in the House. I do know that. Even thinner in the Senate. Mm -hmm. And the the, uh, Supreme Court is lopsided the other way. Oh, I know. It's not going to be easy. But that's why he needs us. So if he's, but if he's got the people with him, he can get things done. Yes. And that's, and that's your view, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah. Is there any, what, what kind of things would you tell people if everybody was listening to Mary Chambers? If everybody was at listening to Mary Chambers and you, and you had a chance to tell everybody what to do or, or what approach to take, what would you tell them? I would tell them to get involved if they're not in the union, get involved in union-related matters. That's exactly perfect. Thank you so much, Mary Chambers. This is Gene Lance on the Workers' Beat Extra, talking to Mary Chambers. Thank you.